Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. And we're talking about embracing joy and strength. Embracing joy and strength. I'm going to give you six reasons. Six reasons why joy should be a part and parcel of your life. And we, you know, when we talk about joy, people think we are talking about happiness. It's not happiness. Yeah, because happiness is determined by happenings. But joy is determined by Jesus. So you need to go from happiness to joy. You need to go from happenings to the internally generated joy. Amen. Now, I'm going to start with the longest scripture in Nehemiah chapter 8. I thought I would share two verses of it, but then I, I realized I'll be cheating you because the whole thing is very, the story is nice. So I'll read all of it, Nehemiah chapter 8 from verse 1 to 12. And I told you six reasons. So the first one is that the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Once you lose your joy, you lose your strength. Once you lose your joy, you lose your strength. The joy of the Lord. Not, not the joy that you come up with. The joy that the Lord gives. Now, it, it reads, Now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. Now this is after the exiles had come back to Jerusalem led by Ezra the scribe and Nehemiah the governor. And says, And told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday. Hey, this is serious. This is like six hours of book reading. Before the men and the women and those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Wow. When I read this, I was amazed. Like, imagine people gathered at, at uh, Kololo Airstrip. Yeah, and someone is just reading through the Torah. And everyone is attentive from morning until midday. That's the picture that's happening here. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood, <coughs> which they had made for that purpose. And beside him, at his right hand stood... Matithia, Shema, Anaya, Uyuria, Hirkia, and Masaya. And at his left hand, Pediah, people no longer name people these names, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashum, and Hashbadana. Hey! That sounds like a good name. Hashbadana. Hey! Here is a, a, a good thing to, to, to watch out for that Ezra is reading, but there are people to his left and people to his right. So they are in one accord, like the people in the book of Acts. They were in one accord. So this is a, a very good thing happening as they read the law. All right? Now, 
it says, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. All the people stood up in, as the word of the Lord was being read. And Ezra blessed the Lord. That's why even as I'm preaching, you need to stop cooking <clears throat> for a moment and just pay attention. Because the word of the Lord is your inheritance. It can do things in your life that you've been trying to accomplish all your life unsuccessfully. By the way, you're a disease-free zone. Just a quick reminder, you're a disease-free zone. You will live and not die. A thousand may fall to your left, ten thousand to your right, but it shall not come near you. Amen. No pestilence shall come near you. No evil shall come near your dwelling. For you are special and set apart. You are anointed. You have oil on you. You have oil on you. You have oil on you. My goodness. I wish people could understand what I'm saying. And Ezra opened the book in the center of the people, for he was standing above all the people, and opened, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen. Amen. I remember Marvin wine and singing a song on uh, Andrew Crouch's album. What care we? Yours should always be E. And say, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. So that's what we're doing. They said amen while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Now, also, more people show up here. Joshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbate. Shabetai, Hodijah, Messiah, Kelita, Azaria, at least we are now Nazaria, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites helped the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read distinctively from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. You see, these people had been, they hadn't read the law for years. So they had been living completely oblivious of what the Bible says, of what the word of the Lord teaches. So when they heard the word, they just started weeping. They started crying. They started mourning. So they were encouraging them. They were telling them, for all, it says, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, go your way. Now this is the part we, are, we have been working towards. Eat the fat. <laughs> Drink the sweet. You know, that's like chikalai and Coca-Cola. And send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quieted all the people saying, be still for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. Do not 
sorrow. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, hearing, hearing the law causes automatic sorrow because you immediately see how far you fall short from God's requirements. The Bible says that the, law, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The writer says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56, says that the, 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 the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. Because every time you're subjected to the law, you see how far you've, you've fallen from God's standard requirement. You see how far you've fallen from God's standard requirement. So sometimes when people are like you're watching me or you go to church or you read the Bible, you just start seeing God's amazingness and holiness versus your fakeness. And you can be tempted to just quit, to just feel sad uh, because you just can't measure. David writes and says, God, if you marked our transgressions, who would stand? No one can stand the holiness and presence of God and the righteousness of God. So it has been given to us as a free gift. He says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that he has made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Is there someone shouting at home there and rejoicing? Amen. So when you realize that you don't measure up on your own, God loves you not because you're lovely, but because he is love. Yeah, you are unlovable, but God loves you. Yeah, when all your friends chuck you and they tell you, no, 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 whatever reason it is, look, the moment you turn around, the person who's there still loving you is Jesus. And he loved you so much, he laid down his life for you. For you. He laid down his life for you. That's the kind of love that we're talking about. The Bible says that what kind of love is this? That a man would give up his life for his friends. So hearing the law can cause sadness if you don't know about the new covenant. Because there was no, no new covenant when it was being read by Ezra. These people, all they had was the law of Moses. You had to do it or you didn't do it. Besides, they were coming from exile. They had already suffered the worst part of failure to keep the law. They had been sent out of their home for years. And just a few of them were coming back. And as they heard it, I'm sure they could hear all the things that had failed them that had led to the consequence of their being exiled. And all they could do was weep. But you and I, we don't have to weep. Because we have a savior. His name is Jesus. He gives you his own righteousness as a gift. The Bible says that the righteousness of God apart from the law. Romans chapter 3 verse 19 and 20. Is now being made manifested. And being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Amen. It says whatever the law says. It says those who are under the law. That every mouth may be stopped. And the world may become guilty before God. Verse 20 says, therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh should be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sins. In others the law just exposes sin. But later on somewhere he says, but now the right yeah right there verse 20, now the righteousness of God apart from the law is being revealed. It's revealed. It's there. It's for you to receive. And it's being witnessed by the law and the prophets. In other words, you can just become good in God's eyes by faith 
by coming to Jesus. Hallelujah. There is so much rejoicing in the house. So it's on the basis of this that I tell you rejoice. 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 The joy of the Lord, not your joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Learn the art of activating your joy. Yeah. Because sometimes you're going to wait for situations to make you feel happy and they will not. Like everything you run into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is challenging your joy. But the good news is that your joy is independent of your happenings. Because your joy comes from a much deeper place than what's going on around you. And remember, when you lose your joy, you lose your strength. You lose spiritual strength. Literally. 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 Every time you start complaining, bickering, gossiping, what, what, your spirit just goes like this. Like, oh man, you're killing me. Sing a song. <laughs> you're killing me. Stop complaining. And then you keep, then you go visit your friends. You have your complaining group. You know, some, some people, they can never do things alone. They are leaders. They have a leadership gift. So everything they do, they have to bring people around them to do it together. So instead of complaining by yourself, you go visit your friends and you gather them and then you sit and go blame. And then you generate so much weakness. You know, demons can smell that stuff. Yeah. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. All right, get your joy on. Yeah, do not sorrow. You see, by the time he says do not sorrow, it means that, it, it, you see, there is no instruction in the word that is not obeyable. <laughs> do not sorrow means that you can actually, you can be sorrowing and you stop. Yeah, like when they say, well, if I'm walking, and then they say do not walk, it means I can stop walking. So if you're sorrowing for whatever reason, life has happened. People have lost close relatives in this COVID thing. For whatever reason, there is sorrow in your heart. And he just says, do not, do not, do not for the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you sustain sorrow, you're sustaining weakness and the enemy will take advantage of you. Yeah. People make lousy decisions when they're in pain. And good decisions when they are happy. That's why when you're going to do a business deal, people do it over a meal. You first eat, make sure everyone is happy. Before you start talking about billions. Otherwise, never cut a deal when you're hungry. Never, 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 never. It's so bad. You'll be taken to the cleaners. Your stomach will be complaining. You want this, you need what? And then you just say, okay, let's remove that last 300 million. <laughs> yeah, because you're weak. Yeah, and you lose money just like that. So when you're going into a negotiation, you go happy. And, and something should be in your stomach. That's why he's telling them, eat the fat, drink the sweet. Send portions. Because you can't, you can't celebrate without food. I don't know if you have ever been to a party where they never served anything. 
it ceases to be a party. Yeah, it ceases to be a party. Yeah, those people who, who just, you know, tap water. No, 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 no. We refuse tap water parties in the name of Jesus. Yeah, because tap water has no sweetness in it. And yet he says, drink the sweet, eat the fat. You know, these are practical things. This is rest month. Go visit your friends, eat the fat. Hey. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, rejoice, celebrate. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's real, by the way. It's for real. Celebration is a real active part. You know, celebration is, is, is a spiritual discipline. Yeah, people don't know it. They just know about fasting, prayer, etc. They don't know celebration is actually a spiritual discipline. You must maintain the discipline of celebration in your life if you want to be spiritually strong. Yeah. You see, you have to shed your celebrations because the morning will shed you itself. You don't know when people are going to die. And even if you want, like how they will die. So those parts will come and suddenly you have to spend money, what, mourn, and move on. But the celebration, if you don't do it, it won't come by itself. Mourning schedules itself. Celebration is on your schedule. Why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm preaching better than you are listening. Ooh, most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious. The great name we praise. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. So do whatever it takes to sustain joy. To sustain joy. Yeah. That's why the, the priest gives the recommendation. Eat something. Drink something. What? Forget it. Forget whatever is making you sad. Sing a song. Amen. Now, the second reason is that your joy silences the enemy. Your joyful praise silences the enemy. Hallelujah. Woo! Nothing puts the enemy to shame like joyful Christians. Because he's working overtime to make you sad. And when you refuse to participate and instead start babbling with joy, Hey. Psalm 118, verse 15 to 16. Thank you, Pastor Anne, for sending this one out. It says, the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. Hey, what ought to be in the tents of, of the righteous is what? The voice of rejoicing and salvation. If you're saved from your sins and have received the righteousness of God as a gift, that's enough to cause rejoicing to come out of you. And then the result is that the right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Uh, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. That's strength. That is strength. As a result of the voice of rejoicing and salvation. Let's this Psalm 8 verse 2. Very, one of my favorite verses. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, 
you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, please do not have any wrong pictures. <laughs> when they say out of the mouth of babes <laughs> and nothing else, the strength, it's, it's not that they have weapons coming out of their mouths. No, it's praise. It's praise. It's praise. Other version says you have ordained praise. In fact, let's look at the contemporary English version. It says, with praises from children and from tiny infants, you have built a fortress. Ma, 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 ma. Hey! With praises from children and from tiny, you have built a fortress. Now I can tell you this, praise is not accidental. Praise is not passive. You don't always be there and then suddenly praise comes on you. You turn it all around. You da, 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 into dancing in your lover. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. It is intentional. Intentional. He says, it makes your enemies silent. Ah. Roko Sibraha. Hey, and all who turn against you are left speechless. Ay, 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 we need a praise break, my goodness. Hey, Nebola Vanganyi Basanyo Kamundo Monyamba de Yesu. Welcome to the prophet Come on. That's what they are talking about. With praises from children and from tiny infants, you have built a fortress. This is spiritual stuff here. You can put Sekanyulia Babduwaya. 12 foot tall wall around your life just with praise with praise hallelujah look at the the passion translation says you have built a stronghold by the songs of children strength rises up with the chorus of infants the kind of praise, this kind of praise has power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. Hey. You see, some of you, your problem is you're acting mature. You think maturity, you know, I don't know where people got this idea that maturity in God means seriousness. Seriousness is your worst enemy as far as spiritual things are concerned because a third of the kingdom is joy. 
There is no verse that says God is a serious God. No, 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 no. The fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy. Not seriousness. Woo! Are you, what are you going to do this week? Are you going to get your praise on? Yeah. You see, praise is not silent. Yeah. Praise is not inconspicuous. You, you know, it's not like, is he praising or not? What? what? Go again? No. You don't, you, it's not hidden. Praise is not passive. Praise is active. Praise is active. Yeah. Look, listening to people, listening to praise music is not praise. Playing Planet Shakers in your car is not praise. Yeah. It's until you sing along. Because praise is not passive. Yeah. It's like people watch football and expect to get fit. Yeah. You're there eating chips, drinking what? Watching the game that it's Euro 2021 now. Yeah. And somehow you're wondering why you're getting fatter instead of fitter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, passivity does not benefit you. It benefits the other people who are participating. Yeah, so praise is not silent. Praise is not inconspicuous. Praise is not passive. Praise is not sad or subdued. You can be like, praise him, praise him, praise him in the morning, praise him in the noon time. You know, look, don't praise him, don't. Yeah. Praise is full of rejoicing. Praise is loud. Yeah. Your praise will silence the enemy. Number three. I'm telling you six reasons why you should embrace a lifestyle of joy. The first is the joy of the Lord is your strength. The second is that your joyful praise will silence the enemy. Point three. With joy, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Give me Isaiah 12. Verse 3 to 6. This is too serious. He says in verse, in verse 3. Therefore, with joy. Ha, 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 ha. With joy. Ha, 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 ha. With joy. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, 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 from the wells of salvation. What does he mean? You see, salvation is a total package that we've received from Jesus. It includes forgiveness of sins. It includes peace, joy itself, prosperity, healing. Healing is part of salvation, by the way. Yeah, if you get COVID, just know Jesus already paid for it. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah, I've refused members of this church not dying from COVID in the name of Jesus. You're a disease-free zone. Yeah. You shall die of old age only. My goodness. Yeah. Old age. They'll be like, which people are those? Worship harvest. What happened? They died of old age. 
115. My goodness. That's why you should buy land even in further away from Kampala because by the time you die, it will have gained value. To the city will have reached there. With jo- so I was telling you that, that salvation is this huge package with lots of good stuff in it, power, wisdom. <laughs> Break what? Live what? Like whatever, everything, every good thing in Christ is in this package called salvation. But like many Christians that I don't know because are, the ones around me are different, but I'm told there are some Christians out there who live all their saved life without tapping into the package. It's like having a well in your compound and you never bathe. Yeah, you never bathe, you never wash your dishes. Why? Because you don't know how to lower the bucket into the well and draw the water out. It's right there in the compound. It's right there in the compound. In fact, once in a while, you go to the neighbors and beg them for water. That's what people do. They, they go to the pastors and they say, Pastor, pray for me, their hands, what, what, what. Meanwhile, all the while, the stuff they're asking other people to pray for them about is on the inside of them. It's in their spirit. Now, here, Isaiah gives us a clue on how to surface that water from the well. It's with joy. With joy. Hey! You know, the mistake people make is when they're in need, they become instead sad, hoping to impress someone else to have mercy on them and ask them, Why, what's going on? So that they can tell them, okay, let me help you. No, no, you don't get help from God like that. Yeah. To get help from God, you do the exact opposite that human beings do when they're trying to get help from people. You know when you're trying to get help from someone? Yeah. I'm hungry. Then he said, if you're hungry, when there's home baked, just don't, don't, just ask. So, with God, instead, you start, get your praise on. Yeah, because the way to draw the water from the well of salvation is with joy. Look, thankfully, he shows us, because the verse, the scripture doesn't end there. See, see what he says. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his deeds among the peoples. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout to an inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Yeah. Just get break out in song and the devil will be confused. With joy, you will draw water from the well of salvation. You can draw healing from that well with joy. You can draw prosperity. You can draw a good marriage from the well of salvation, you can draw a lot of good stuff with joy. Point four. Joy is a sign of God's presence. Joy is a sign of God's presence. I remember one time 
I don't know what had happened, but I, I, I wasn't okay. I, I had lost soul equilibrium. And then I happened to fall sick. And then when I came back to work, those days we used to work with Pastor Angela, it was just the two of us, she was the admin. I came singing, and she exclaimed, Hey, Moses is singing! That's when it occurred to me that for me, the way I tell that I've lost Soli Caribbean when the music stops. Yeah, when the music stops. Now, of course, for some people, the music is not there already, so don't judge by it. But for me, when the music stops, then I know something is not right. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Psalm 16:11. Psalm 16:11 says that you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Ooh. In God's presence, full of fullness of joy. You can tell whose presence you've been in by your levels of joy. It's scripture. Every time you lack joy, just ask yourself, who am I hanging out with? Because it's definitely not Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. In your presence is fullness of joy. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm. The absence of joy should tell you that you have not been experiencing the presence of God. The absence of joy is a sign of the absence of God in your life. The absence of joy is signifying the absence of God. It's not the absence of problems. No, Paul and Silas at midnight, they started singing. Like, look, who waits for midnight to start singing and praising God? I say the prisoners heard them. Ma, ma, ma. Someone needs to put on a praise party this week somewhere. Yay! Yes! Yes! Let me a a a a key a. Woo! Wow! By the time they reach there, I will be gone. Jesus, wonderful your name. Mm. You mean so much to me now that I see you as you are. And there's no better thing for me to do now than to get to know you more. Jesus, how wonderful. This Jesus that we are seeing about, see what they talk about him in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 8 to 9 says, But to the Son, he says, 
to the sun, he says. Keep that thing going. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. The anointing on Jesus' life is the anointing of joy. It's the oil of gladness. You see, it's literally illegal to be sad when you're a believer. Yeah, regardless of what's going on in your life. Yeah. Because your joy is independent of your circumstances. Yes, stuff happens. We cry. We move on. You can't stay seated in that place of pain for years. You must, because the anointing you carry as a child of God is the anointing of gladness. It's the oil of gladness. And you know, the anointing breaks the yoke. That's why joy is strength. Once you let go of joy, you've just lost your capacity to operate in the anointing. Yeah, you've lost your spiritual strength. Ah. Woo. The people coming to do the response should start moving because this is too much. Point five, joy is a requirement in serving God. I may even end with this point, in fact. Joy, this, this one is serious. Because people want to serve God, but they don't know how God insists on being served. Psalm 100, verse 1 to 2 and verse 4. Make a joyful shout to the Lord all you lands. Uh-huh. Serve the Lord with gladness. With gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Not with complaining. Look. Ah. Oh, I, I had, I had a, a person say yesterday, I was listening to something, I said that without thanksgiving, what you're facing is a, a solid wall. Mm. What you're facing is a solid wall. It's thanksgiving that then starts to open up spaces. He says, and into his cause with prayer, be thankful to him and bless his name. Bless his name. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you don't serve God on your terms. You don't serve God while whining and complaining. It doesn't work. God insists on joyful servants. It's like the garment you must wear in serving God is a garment of joy. Yeah. You show up like this with a sad face, they say, on leave, go on, this one is on leave. Then you come back again with a sound voice and say, no, 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 this one, more leave, without pay. <laughs> then you come back with a suspended. It's like you don't get it. Yeah, if you're going to serve God, you, he says, serve, ladies, where are you? Serve the Lord with gladness. Move it, move it. Serve the Lord with gladness. 
if you're not going to do it joyfully, don't do it. Yeah. You know, these guys on the worship team here, they serve the Lord with gladness. Hey. I like the way they play that. I live to dominate. Hey. Uh. <laughs> with gladness. But you're there playing the guitar as if they've beaten you. No. Leading your missional community, if it's burdensome to you, hand it over yes, please. to a more joyful person. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I've discovered the secret of serving the Lord with gladness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't take leave. I can't go away. I, I just can't stop. I love what I do. Woohoo! I'm happy doing it. It's not burdensome to me. With gladness. Look, I found a scripture of people who fail to do that. It's so bad. Deuteronomy 28, 47 to 48. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. In other words, you served. But not with joy and gladness of heart. Not this plastic thing. For the abundance of everything, in spite of everything he gave you, therefore you shall serve your enemies. So you end up serving sickness, poverty, oppression of demons, etc. Because you, you just don't know how to serve the Lord with gladness. First of all, if you're a Christian, you already are called to service. There is no Christian who, is, who doesn't have a ministry who shouldn't be serving. And this church gives everyone opportunity to serve significantly. And the point is, it has to be done with gladness, with joy. Yeah. Go ahead, Pastor B3. Wow. So much good in this someone. I, feel, I, I know that you're feeling what we are feeling. I feel like it's bubbling up in my heart, a bubbling up of joy, of the joy of the Lord, which is strength. Thank you so much, Apostle Mose, for impartation, for releasing something today upon our lives as we've listened. And as you've been listening to us, some of you are listening and you've desired joy. You've, you're wondering, what are these people talking about? How can I be joyful without, apart from my circumstances? Of course, it's not possible if you're disconnected from the source of joy himself. Jesus is the source of joy. Jesus is the source of strength. He is the one who anoints us with the oil of gladness above circumstances. And today, you're watching us and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Today, he wants to come into your life and turn it around and give you a source that is unlike any other. A source that, that is not like friends, that is not like drinks and alcohol and, and company and money. Those things fade away, but Jesus is present, he's everlasting. And he wants a relationship with you today. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, today is the best day to begin that journey. You don't need to clean up. You don't need to do anything. You just need to say yes to him. He will come into your life and become one with you and turn your life around and give you a source that is unlike any other, that is constant regardless. And so I want you to do something for me. You're watching. You want to, make, you want to say yes to Jesus today. You've never, said, you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to put your hand up. Yes, go ahead at home, 
alone in a taxi in the office put that hand up god is with you if you're surrounded by friends and family that's even more wonderful no fear in love put that hand up boldly and you're going to pray this simple prayer after me god sees those hands we're waiting to hear those testimonies go on say lord jesus today i say yes thank you for loving me thank you for forgiving me I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life. Become my source and do something with it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know that you're born again. And today, welcome to the family of God. There is a number right now that I would like you to send a message to and say today I got born again. There's a pastor waiting to connect with you. The number is 0775-642449. Welcome home. I sense today also that there's people who have been struggling with depression. You actually believed and you're a Christian that depression is, is normal. That it's a thing, it's a chemical thing that you should accept in your life. I struggled with depression for years until I found Nehemiah. That he told people who are feeling sad and say to them, No, go! Eat the sweet, eat, drink the sweet, eat the fat. And he says, give, give portions to the poor. Rejoice for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is a fortress. Joy is a stronghold. Joy is a decision away. Today, receive the joy of the Lord. Spirit of depression, we curse you in the name of Jesus. We come against you. We cut you off of the children of God. You're not depressed. You don't have social anxiety. You don't struggle with anxiety. Every report that doctors have given you, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. We command your body to produce the correct hormones that should be produced in your body. We command your mind to receive truth today and we cut you off from the burden of depression. May joy flow from your belly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. The gates is where judgment used to happen. The leaders used to sit there. Okay, and judgments are happening. And guess what? Do you know why you enter into this big, beautiful city with thanksgiving? because the things God wants for you are good. Yes. He is judging on behalf of you. He is on your side. The things he is planning for you are for a hope and a future. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. A specific instruction is for people to go and write down. I get a book and start writing down reasons why you should be thankful. You're alive. You're well. God has kept you. You have a father. You have a mother. You have siblings. God has provided for you. God saved you from danger. This week there are a couple of people who have been saved from accidents. Give thanks. Give thanks. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. God is asking you to make a choice today to put your confidence in him. Yes. The reason a couple of us are not feeling joyful is because you've put your confidence in the report of the news. You've put your confidence in the report of the doctor. You've put your confidence in your past experience and God is asking, can you please put your confidence in me because I will never fail you. I will never 
ever fail you. So put your trust in me. Put your confidence in me. And give thanks. Hallelujah. If you're experiencing sickness in any part of your body, I want us to administer healing. Amen. Amen. So you can put your hand wherever the pain is, anywhere, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but I know that with joy we are drawing water from that well of salvation. So thank you, Father, for every person who is what who is unwell. You can't even believe this for your friends or relatives. I command wellness in the name of Jesus. I cast every kind of attack on their bodies. I cast cancer, COVID, and any other thing. Cough, whatever. Skin, issues, malaria, name it. Be gone far from the children of God this morning. So we declare healing and complete wellness and restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So thanks so much for joining us for Garage this morning. Hey, come on. We'll be back Sundays, 9 o'clock. And and we, we truly, truly love you. And we are praying for you. And we know you'll be fine. So stop panicking. Don't freak out. You're going to be just fine. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.